0: Hello
1: Mel, how Hello. are you? I'm really good, it's so nice to be back. I It missed is it. nice
0: to be back after, <laughs> have you missed it, have you?
1: you know, it's strange isn't it because we talk so much, we do talk, you know, we talk pretty much every day but you know just knowing that we're interacting with with our community it's yeah um, we haven't done it for a couple of weeks now and it it does feel like there's been something missing
0: yeah and I wonder how it feels for the community as well not having had any lives or any interviews or anything like that in the group um yeah let us know and also let us know what what you want you know, what you want to hear about and what you want to see and mm-hmm. who who you'd like us to interview even. Yeah, because this is not our group, just yours and mine, is it? It's our group, all of us, and mm-hmm. we're doing this really for the community and who's who's in here. Absolutely. Yeah, and we were having a chat, weren't we, and talking about, you know, maybe we should bring it back to basics for a Mm -hmm. few weeks if you like and just you and I and really talk about trauma thriving and a bit why the group is called trauma thrivers Mm -hmm. and what thriving really means and I wonder whether I should start by reading out that paragraph
1: yeah we can
0: talk a bit about what thriving means to us and then what surviving is
1: yeah I think you know a lot of the time I get asked by people you know what's the difference between being a trauma survivor and a trauma thriver and you know it's a question that comes up a lot with with clients it's a question that comes up up a lot with friends um and I think it would yeah be just be really nice to kind of have a chat about that and and let people know what our personal experience of it is as well
0: okay well on on this it says that thriving is the capacity of each of us to feel, think and act in ways that enhance our ability to enjoy life and deal with the challenges we face. It's a positive sense of emotional and spiritual well-being that respects the importance of culture, equity, social justice, interconnections and personal dignity.
1: I love that. I love the personal dignity there especially it just resonates yeah yeah I think that one of the things that I would like to sort of mention at the beginning of this conversation is that thriving is relative you know I, I don't think that you know we can sort of put a, a, a defining mo like a defining point on thriving I think thriving is different for everybody um, and just because you know we're doing what we what we're doing doesn't mean you have to be doing what we're doing to be thriving this is just our version of it
0: yeah and 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 I suppose thriving for different people means different things I mean for me thriving is more about flourishing and growth and freedom if you like and being able to be all that we can be which for years in certainly my trauma I never felt that I could but thriving isn't necessarily a financial thriving or a thriving in terms of business or or even goals it's a sense of inner freedom with oneself. Yeah absolutely and I was going to say if I had to put
1: one Word for me, what thriving means, it would be freedom. Yeah. You know, people often ask me what one word I would use to describe my recovery. And I would say freedom because trauma and oh, it's saying that our broadcast has been interrupted and it should resume shortly.
0: Oh. I don't know what's going on there. No. Should I see if I can? can no, do? it's still working for me. It's still... Oh, okay, maybe yeah.
1: me then. If you can still hear us, just it give us a, a little working. thumbs up. Oh, okay, maybe yeah, me then. There we go. There we you go. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think what what I was just saying was that for so many years I felt trapped I felt trapped and, and and I can put I can articulate it now I can put the words to it now but at the time maybe I, I couldn't but yeah. I felt very much a a prisoner inside my head inside my own body um, and even when I made inroads to start to try and sort of break free of things there was always something else that kind of was holding me back so for me I, I really really can honestly say that that my word for thriving my word for recovery is freedom
0: and I I hear you on that and I get it and I also think that thriving and surviving the difference for me a lot of it and and for people that I work with is about when you're trapped or when we are trapped or when we don't feel free, I think it feels to me like it's under the burden of all those limiting beliefs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that, you, that, that we have as trauma survivors, you know, be it unlovable or not good enough or unworthy mm-hmm. or bad or useless or whatever it is that those parts of us feel, mm-hmm. that's what then traps us in a way because we can't move forward if we believe all of that stuff about ourselves
1: no and and ultimately getting to the point where I realized that it wasn't anybody that was standing in my way apart from what was going on inside of me um so all of those years of trying to to fix external things to help me move forward. Um, And then the realization that actually I can fix, you know, getting to points in my life where all the external stuff was fixed and and looked amazing, but still on the inside, I wasn't able to get to that place that, that I wanted to be. And that I think that was where the real work started for me.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm wondering, Lou, what do you think, if you could sort of, you know lay it out that the difference between surviving and thriving and what and what even are the stages before that?
0: Yeah well it's interesting you say that the stages before that because I've always termed it kind of um, victim sufferer survivor thriver in my head and I know that none of us like the word victim but bear with me mm. and then I was looking at something earlier that says In crisis, struggling, surviving, thriving, which is actually quite a nice way of looking at it too. But when I say victim sufferer, for me, uh, when we're at the victim stage still, we're often not even aware that we've got trauma or of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So there is no awareness in that place to, to do anything. We're kind of stuck. And then at some point, thank God, you know, we have an intervention or something happens that makes us realize actually trauma is at the root of what's going on here. And we I think we move out of that victim place. But we also then go into this kind of suffering Mm. Because, between victim and survivor, for me, shit, how much work is there, and how how long does it take to kind of grieve that trauma and those losses and start to realize that there are different parts of us, but also that there's a real adult untraumatized self too, but that doesn't negate all the losses. No. You know, and and that can really, that can feel like we're in a, I don't know, an emotional no man's land, like a a desert stuck or overly, you know, that's, that feels like suffering at some points in that place. And only then do I feel that we clamber out to go, right, I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of getting through it. I'm part of the way through it. Because I don't think we feel like that at the beginning. No,
1: no. And I remember, um, you know, when I was sometimes in some particularly difficult, challenging places in my recovery. And I remember a couple of people asking me, you know, can you see the light at the end of the tunnel? And my response was, yeah, but it feels like a train coming towards me. Wow. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. I could see the light, but it was like, is it going to be a steam train just coming to yeah. run me
0: back Yeah. Down? and yeah. there was
1: always this sort of impending sense of doom almost um for me and I don't know do we do we need to experience the suffering to experience the joy um
0: well that, that it's a beautiful question and I think that You know, I've worked a lot with people that have no light, no future, no possibility yet of seeing beyond the trauma. So they're they're definitely in in suffering, but I think we, we can't do the all or nothing. We can't just stay in the middle path. We, we spend so much of our lives, I think many of us, and you know, some people listening to this are gonna say, well, that's not the case for me, but I think we spend a lot of our lives, certainly you and I have Mel, <laughs> we know each other quite well, so we can say that, you know, numbing or 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 dissociating or not in the body or not able to deal with the emotions that are in the body. So we're disconnected from that hypo arousal, that very low, very dark place. Mm. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean, there's lots of people out there saying you don't need to go near your trauma. You know, you can bypass it you know, you, you don't have to focus on the dark, keeping the light, keeping the light, you know, all those modalities out there. But quite frankly, I've tried most of them mm. and I tried most of them before I did the body work and the therapy and the healing, deeper healing, and none of them really lasted. They were just like sticky blasters. So I think we do have to experience the darker moments. And I think we have to go in there and we have to shine a light. Yeah,
1: and I I think for me, what was so important was acknowledging the pain, being able to, you know, for me, I did a lot of kind of the inner child work and being able to give myself the space to feel, the pain that I was never allowed to feel to feel the anger to feel the sadness to feel the rejection and the abandonment and all of that stuff because I deserved that I deserved to give myself the permission to have the space to feel that stuff yeah and I think had I have bypassed that and and it did feel like suffering I mean God, yeah. you know I would sit in therapy sessions and think this is just the worst feeling ever am I gonna get through this yeah but I think had I have missed that part of the journey out I would I wouldn't be able to nurture now that child inside of me that little male in the way that I can and in the way that I do
0: yeah and also we kind of have to build that tolerance within ourselves to be able to cope with the pain and the losses and you know even when we're thriving life life isn't always a roller coaster Mm. is it you know we're gonna have things happen in our life and in our future and uh, we've got to be able to tolerate dealing with those emotions so I think whatever path we choose whether we're bypassing or not we have to learn to tolerate emotions and validate them ourselves and sit with them yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. because
1: that's what I had to do I genuinely used to think that feeling those emotions would likely finish me off I genuinely thought I might die from the pain of it but learning you know I think that was one of the biggest gifts that recovery you know being in recovery has given me going through that journey has given me is that gift of knowing that it will pass and yeah. i will be okay at the other side of it yeah you know and that is just so 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 important for me
0: I, I think a lot of people though and I don't know whether you thought this and it's quite a long time ago for me I mean I sometimes forget um mm. quite what it was like But I I do remember thinking, oh my God, if I go there, it's gonna be like jumping off a cliff into the water and I'm gonna drown and never come up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So the fear of actually going there rather than understanding that we don't go there all at once. No no therapist takes you right into your deepest, darkest, worst, most feared memory Let's ever. Hope not. Yeah. Let's
1: hope not.
0: <laughs> you know, what, what we do is very gradually get you to, to doggy paddle first and, and, you know, get used to the waves and learn how to swim and learn how to... You know, manage your emotions and mm-hmm. and that's what builds up the, the tolerance, isn't it? To be able to actually and maybe going back to that's part of the freedom that you then fear felt within. Because how can you really thrive and feel free within when you're still running away from parts of yourself or your own emotions?
1: Yeah, when you don't fully accept. Everything You know, I I have to accept, I, and this is something that I've learned, every part of me, even the parts that I didn't, that I maybe don't like that much, I still accept them and I still welcome them because they are part of me and, yeah. you know, I, I needed to get to that point. So what does surviving feel like?
0: Surviving to me... <laughs> surviving still feels like I'm a bit in the struggle Mm -hmm. I think it's empowering in some ways to say I'm a survivor but I I I wouldn't I wouldn't always want to say I'm a survivor sorry no I just have to say
1: I'm getting a real Beyonce
0: moment as you're
1: saying I'm a survivor (laughs) Have had that <gasps> the background out into song and start doing the dance but yeah because yeah, no,
0: there's a connotation I think this is what's coming up for me of I'm still surviving mm. you know I'm, yeah. I'm whereas I would like to think at some point we move beyond mm. into actually that's that's over now mm. I, I've I've done a lot of work, and and I'm not saying the work stops, does it?
1: No, it does not. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> As know.
1: we well know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe once when we reach enlightenment, you know, and 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 one, maybe it will. But yeah, I think it's a continuous journey of growing and involvement and thriving even more because surviving. It's not like we don't take a step back, is it? When we are thriving, it's not like I'm permanently a thriver. I wouldn't say I'm permanently a trauma thriver. I still have my moments. Mm. And maybe that is still going back into survivor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, oh, make,
1: What might make that happen?
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot now. That's all right, that's fine. I don't mind being put on the spot because I, I want to be honest with people. Mm. Yes. You know, I think it's really important to our community to kind of say we all have our moments mm. you know even e- even people that have been doing the work and are out there as therapists and trauma therapists mm. your trauma therapists whoever you're seeing well, some people be watching this and I'm there you know we can't eternally be feeling great so yeah there are some things that trigger me I mean as you know God, uh, it took me a long time in my recovery to find my voice. I mean, that was my main um, problem. And I I, I couldn't speak. I'd been so shut down and so traumatised by having a voice that, you know, to speak in meetings or to speak in public or to speak on stage. And I I had some terrible experiences of speaking. And, you know, uh, it, 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 it took me... EMDR and trauma therapy and it took me uh, going to Speaker's Corner and standing Mm -hmm. on a step on a Sunday morning and speaking out and doing all sorts of courses and different things to actually be able to finally stand up and do my TEDx talk. And actually my TEDx talk was only the second time I'd ever spoken in a, in a group or an audience. I, I wouldn't advise that to most That's people. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But for me, that was a real element of me starting to thrive or feel like a thriver because when you can't speak or you can't speak out or you don't have a voice, it's really difficult to thrive. So I would say my turning point, one of the turning points into me feeling, oh God, I'm, I'm free actually to start maybe thriving now, was standing on a stage and telling my story.
1: And I'm wondering, was it the actual standing on the stage and telling the story, or was it how you felt about yourself afterwards?
0: I think I think it was both. I yeah. think it was both because I, I do think that there is something very powerful for trauma survivors in at the right time and at the right place and speaking hopefully from the scar and not the wound, there's something very powerful about sharing your story
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it, it kind of helps to lessen any residual shame that there might be around it. Yeah. so i'm I'm really encouraging about people finding their voices and sharing their story to empower others. Yeah. Um, and and to me, that is an aspect of thriving. Mm. like a real aspect. What about you? Yeah, I
1: think <sighs> surviving for me felt like existing. Okay. It felt like there was still things something was missing. And as I said before, I couldn't quite get to where I wanted to be. And maybe part of that was not really being sure where I wanted to be as well, not having not really having defined my purpose or my goals or my vision and and kind of struggling with with really finding my my place in the world Um, and, you know, swinging between kind of thinking that maybe I was getting there and then something would happen. I'd be like, oh, well, that's not what it is um but I I think for me the and the reason that I asked that question Lou about was it the actual doing of it or was it how you felt afterwards is that for me I think when I think about thriving I've been able to to do a lot of things earlier in my
0: recovery
1: than yeah. I think a lot of other people yeah have. you
0: have I talked to you about this quite a lot and go yeah. bloody hell you're like super fast super I mean it's amazing your process speed I feel like yeah yeah so
1: and and I think you know I feel I feel really you know really fortunate I think that's something that is gift given to me that that I'm able to do that but Regardless of the fact that I was able to do the things to to put the boundaries in or to to stand and and speak in front of people or to, you know, write a blog or whatever it was, how I felt about myself after doing those things was what I struggled with, because I still had that inner critic that was going on, that was that good enough, what are people going to think of me, you know, often you know. Sometimes I would come out of speaking to people, and I would feel my the shame, like this feeling that my whole face would be flooded with with red, and I would almost yeah. want to cry. Like I would feel like this, I'd feel very dysregulated. Yeah. So for me, it was a little bit different in the fact that thriving for me, that the 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 defining place for me when I felt that I was thriving rather than with surviving was that I didn't have that. Okay. I didn't have those, that inner critic. Yeah. Happening afterwards. I didn't have that. You know, if I wanted to publish a blog on my website, I wouldn't, I suddenly realized that I wasn't sitting there for hours editing and, and then, you know, sitting with my finger hovering over the, the publish button and yeah. but all of that kind of stuff. Suddenly I realized I was just more comfortable with myself.
0: But I was more in flow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you were able to validate yourself and also put yourself out there and be visible, which I know a lot of people with trauma really have a problem with. And I also think that the internal critics, critics, because sometimes there's more than one, start to reduce in that surviving to thriving. But I have to be completely honest and say... I can still have an inner critic, Mm -hmm. you know, and one of my inner critics and, and, you know, actually says to me (sighs) that I'll be really unpopular if I am successful and thriving. Yes. So people will reject me the better I do or the more well I do or the more I'm out there Mm. or the more I grow, the more I'm going to be pulled down. So that's quite an interesting one because that's almost like, um, it's not a fear of failure so much, but it's a fear of success. Yeah, yeah. You know. I can identify and, with that. And, and I know exactly where it comes back to. And actually I, 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 I'm trying to do some more EMDR on it at the moment, sorry folks. Yes, we do still do more EMDR. Even when we're therapists, mm-hmm. and it goes back to a, a memory when I was Joseph. I told you the story in mm-hmm. in Joseph and his amazing technicolor dream coat. And I was eleven, and I got picked at school to be—I think out of like six hundred kids—to be Joseph. But it made me the most unpopular person in the school.
1: Yeah,
0: and even my two friends sent me to Coventry and wouldn't speak to me. So it was just like, oh, my God, you cannot do too well. You can't be too good, too bright because people will reject you. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, isn't it, that that whole thriving of like really wanting to become this person that we want to become is like what's more important, that or belonging to a group or your friendships or your communities or not pissing people off because you're a good old codependent (laughs) and it was always the people for me that 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 were more important wanting to be liked or wanting to be lovable or popular Mm. so don't put your head above the parapet so I think there's a few people out there that probably have got that going on a bit as well with with thriving
1: yeah kind of it's it's that message of you know don't be too much yeah don't message that we we, we're given that message so much as as children aren't we and and you know I I know that there there are men watching but I think especially as women yeah um, we're given that message of you know don't be too fat don't be too thin don't be too loud don't be too this don't be too you know it's very yeah as men are sort of taught to kind of you know show up big um, I think as women, we're very much given the, these messages early on in our lives to, to be small.
0: Yes, very much so. And you can't thrive if you're small. No. You Mind can't... you, I'm only five foot two. <laughs> yeah, but it's not about size that way, is it? It's about <laughs> size in our in our capacity to, yeah, to be bright and to be bold and to be brilliant. And, you know, I just want to say in this community... That I w- I really want people to thrive in here. Like our work at Wednesdays, I want people to wow it and be out there and thriving and showing up and shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what we want for other people that have been through trauma. It's mm-hmm. not enough to survive.
1: No, no, no. And I think you know if I if I think about the times that I do go back into
0: survivor yeah what happens to you
1: I think the best way for me to describe it and I hope that people can relate to this because it's probably not the most articulate way but it's kind of like I've lost my mojo yeah it's you know I it's like this kind of flat this flat feeling where there's a lack of, of energy, a lack of motivation a, and, and a little bit of, and I think I think it's probably when when the critic starts yeah. to starts to rear its head again. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think it happens particularly around relationships, um, which is understandable because my trauma is developmental. Um so I, I find, you know, I still find relationships, as you well know, are, you know, tricky. And yeah. what, I, what, what I know is this and just sharing, you know, uh, my recent experience is I can move away from what is not good for me a lot quicker and a lot easier now than what I could before. yeah And I think, again, that for me is is part of of thriving you know is being able to have enough within myself um to to be able to tap into that that innate knowing and that innate wisdom enough myself sometimes with a bit of help from you (laughs) to be able to kind of cut those cords yeah um and and I can honestly say you know it it does I feel instantly when that mojo comes back
0: yeah it's
1: like and, and I, I I, I don't know I'm not 100% sure if that's my nervous system re-regulating itself or if it's that I've empowered myself enough to quiet the inner critic or if it's that I've given myself the love and nurture that I need I i haven't quite figured out or maybe it's a, probably a combination, combination. of those things but I feel it instantly and I I do it a lot quicker and I have the, the resources available to me now and I'm not, I'm not scared to use the resources. I don't want, you know, I think for a long time I became comfortable with the uncomfortable and I no longer want to be in the uncomfortable. Yeah. And sometimes moving out of that is really, really difficult, but it's something that I really I know innately I don't want to be as 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 sometimes as as cozy as it feels to be in that uncomfortable because that is what I am so used to. I know that I don't want to be there. So I will do everything I can to move myself out of it as quickly as I can.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a difference, isn't there, between, you know, we can't all be in ventral vagal at the top and green and adult all the time, which is where I think thriving is really Mm -hmm. it's in that flow state and you know and then as soon as we start to go into sympathetic and get activated Mm -hmm. for me that's when we're in that inner critic critical parent saboteur Mm -hmm. you know and we're hyper arousal and and we're activated and we're kind of looking for you know next person that's going to whack us or whatever and then if that doesn't work or if we do that too much that's then takes us into the 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 hypo Mm -hmm. and to me that hypo I know I'm oversimplifying it I'm sure but it feels like not okay child in that place yeah and actually I know that we want to move out of that. We don't wanna stay stuck in hyper and we don't wanna stay stuck in hyper. We ideally want to come back up to ventral, but I actually do think when we are in our not okay child or when we are even in our critical parent, but mainly in our feeling state and in our body, if we can, as you said that you do, bring in that real kind nurturing even if it's adult and it's not the nurturing nourishing parent just to that child Mm -hmm. that's enough sometimes just to bring us back up Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and I have to just say this as well which is when these situations happen when I feel like I slip back into survivor there is and and I allow myself, you know, because there are there are lots of things, you know, that I could do as quick fixes, right? That that I know, like, but what I know now is if actually I allow myself to process yeah. that stuff to go through it, to become curious about it. And, and, you know, this is something that we need to feel safe enough to do. And with everything, you know, all the the healing and the therapy that I've had, I am safe enough to do that now, to become curious about it. There's another level of healing that happens. There's another level of freedom that occurs. There's another release that comes from that. And then, right, my... The next level of thriving happens yeah. as a result of it. And yeah. that's the beautiful thing about being on this on this journey, isn't it, Lou? Is, is yeah. that we can continue to kind of take it further and further and further. And rather than becoming, you know, now as sadistic as this might sound, when, <laughs> when these situations happen and when I'm in that place that is uncomfortable and painful i almost get a little bit excited about it
0: well i think that's wonderful in a way because if we can hold the curiosity for those internal parts and emotions and feelings and stay with them which mm. is the work yeah that is the work yeah. so if somebody's listening to this and going i can't do that and i'm never going to be able to do that yes you are cuz mm. cuz that's the work is staying with the stuff and being able to in some way be kind or watch or observe or hold that. It's recognizing it, isn't it? And tolerating whatever is happening in the body and validating it. Yeah. And absolutely that's the freedom. That's the thriving. Because it's not like you get to thriving and that doesn't happen. No. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> yeah, that would Wouldn't be that amazing. Be lovely. Yeah, and you know, maybe there are people watching this that go, "I'm never triggered, and I'm always in thrive." And I tell you what, drop us a line in the comments. Yeah, please. And, yeah, and let us know because <laughs> that would be really curious. Yeah. I, I I would say that eighty or ninety percent of the time you're not there, but ten or twenty percent of the time you still get triggered by stuff.
1: Mm, absolutely. You know, absolutely.
0: we're post COVID. There's a lot going on in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be thriving all the time. So Mm -hmm. let's be realistic as well, too, don't you think? Absolutely.
1: And don't let other people dictate to you when you're thriving. You decide. You know, I really want to give that message. Like You know, there is a knowing inside of you that will know when you're thriving. You know, yeah. don't be dictated to by comparison to other people or anybody else giving you no
0: and and you know i i can still mind myself on instagram that comparisonitis mm. that takes over that inner critic that looks at other people's stuff mm. you know and and why don't i or why can't i You know, it's being really mindful of that, isn't it? And being kind to ourselves through it.
1: Absolutely.
0: And remembering there isn't another you, there isn't another Mel, there isn't another Lou, there is nobody else in the world that can do quite what you can do. So just hang on to that for God's sake.
1: Absolutely. I'm just going to have a quick look at the comments, Lou. Yeah,
0: because we're going to try and keep it short, short and sweet tonight.
1: Why why don't you um, just kind of give a, I don't know, a little summary, really, of what you want people to take away from what we've spoken about?
0: Well, I guess the summary would be that thriving is possible for all trauma survivors, whoever you are. And when you put in the work and you keep at it, thriving is your birthright. It is your destiny and you will get there. So I just think for me, keeping the faith is really, really important too. And keeping that hope and that self-belief going, you know, if I can get there and Mel, you'd probably say the same about you. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. You know,
1: I never thought it was possible, you know, yeah. five, six years ago, you know, yeah. it's that recent for me.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, I didn't think it was possible. And, you know, I said this to you, Lou earlier, and, you know, this is, this is me being, you know, completely honest. I, I can, I can really say that I don't think I truly started thriving probably until about a year ago. Yeah. But I think I had moments of it. Yeah. Um. But I think, you know, I had, the, I, I did my somatic experiencing, um, somatic therapy a year ago. Um, and that for me was when everything really kind of all came together. Um, yeah. And although I'd done, you know, lots of, you know, sort of, you know, body work and somatic work before that, that for me was, was kind of the, what, what really was the game changer
0: Yeah,
1: for me mm-hmm. and, and really made a difference.
0: And, and, and I think that, you know, for the thriving really aspect of it, it is about being able to stay and sit with your emotions and your feelings and notice what's happening and what's coming up and being able to find your voice in it and accept your feelings, but asking for support having a community, reaching out, sharing with others, being able to be honest and open about your emotions. I mean, the first 10 years of my recovery, I, 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 I didn't even know what anger was. I don't think I'd ever felt it. Yeah. Me, I'd never been angry about anything. I was a brilliant, please, appease, codependent. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't give up. Even if you've been on the journey for a while, it, I'm afraid I, I don't believe that there's a six-step, six six-week program that's going to sort out your CPTSD and childhood trauma in a in a flash. Yeah. I don't also believe that it needs to take decades or that you need to be in therapy for years and years and years. But I do think that you need to do the work take care of yourself and learn that you are okay yeah I like that yeah and we've
1: had we've had quite a lot of comments this evening no no specific questions Uh, we've had lots of lots of lovely comments and um yeah just kind of reiterates what I was saying at the beginning reading those comments which is how lovely it is to kind of be back with with our with our people yeah our
0: people our people please let us know what you think of this please add any comments or questions or anything underneath or if you're listening to this later just come into the trauma thrivers group we're very welcoming and um yeah we'd love to see you in here and we will be back next thursday talking more about trauma thriving mm-hmm. uh, but for now have a lovely evening and take care of yourselves and just comment below and even tell us if your replay or not later we'd love to know yeah, all right absolutely oh this has been lovely oh thanks Mel thanks everyone thanks for watching everybody yeah take care everyone see you soon Bye. have a good week bye